Oregon anyway, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, I think he's an Oregon. Was he? I think. I think he's dead. No, shut up. He's not dead. He was he's in an airplane either. crash with nope, Goldie, Goldie Hawn. I know. Yep. Jared, are you saying uh, that I have a <laughs> hole the size of a mason jar? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Baba booey, baba booey, baba booey. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to try to pick it up. Pick what up? I, you know, my talent. Oh. I'm going to try to be better. I'm going to try to be, be best. best. Be best. <laughs> Melania says I'm gonna, be I'm gonna best. Be, I'm going to be best, dude. Um, how you doing? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, brother. That's a scratchy throat from breathing Eastern Washington all weekend. But I won't complain. I I'll, I'll complain in 45 minutes when we're sweating balls because we've locked the casket. We have. We're in the vault. We're in the vault, and it's obvious. For obvious reasons, we can't have air conditioning. A, there's no window. No. <laughs> B, you would hear that shit. Do you think you're going to come up with a fun name for this, this uh, space? Our new studio, which is our old studio. But newly renovated, like uh, the vault or the cask or the um, the, uh, the the Liz. What is that? L I L L I L L Z. One seventeen X. One seventeen X. Okay. You have a long history with the number one seventeen, and I, I hope it brings decent amount of luck because I like really that you double down on it's not really it. But a lucky number. it's not a lucky number per se. It's just a number. It happens a lot. So I decided to go with it. I happened to share that number with Robert Lyman. And thus we've infected the whole band. Studio 117? Is Studio that what we're calling 17 this? 117X. This is this what? room. This is this is room well, X. Right off that's the my tongue. little No, no, that's, Coming just, at you that's live just for the insiders. Studio 117X. That, well, that's Gary. just for the insiders. When you're talking shit, like, yeah, I was down at Studio 117. It's like, oh yo, what studio we're in? Yo, X. Oh fuck. Oh, yeah, See, because that's like little Nod to the old bad animals. If that is X, bad animals. That was that yes. was the uh, Studio X. That was the shit. Yeah. So that's gonna be like uh, Studio A, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're talking to our. What's your name? Be. That one. Okay. Talk about that. You name that. Room. Okay. I'm probably gonna go with I'm Y. One seventeen <laughs> <laughs> Studio. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. I will name that studio. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll tell you what. We'll auction off the naming rights to the new live. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get an email. Then mm -hmm. we'll have people write to us an email. Yeah. We were probably getting a whole bunch of emails. We just never even knew it. We're sorry for never responding if we got your email. It was a whole thing. It was a thing. But anyway. You know what else was a thing? What? <laughs> the strokes. The strokes were a thing. <laughs> and this was like the zenith of their thing. They had a hot debut. They're on the board for like the hot debut club. Yeah. Uh, is this it? Fire as a great album, sure. They, they definitely fall into the category of a sick first album, big debut, and then they they, they kind of taper off. It was diminishing returns from there bit. on out. That was their, that's still their biggest selling album, really. And though they never technically broke up, they took about 10 years off. Um, but it was it was that, that first album. Through the roof established them. Now they were yeah. playing live for a little bit around New York City, and they're they're New York kids, New York folk around yeah. our age. Yeah. Um, Did you read the book? No. The uh, Meet Me in the Bathroom. Mm -hmm. I wish I had looked up the name of the author. She uh, rightly so got some pretty great uh, acclaim for writing that book, but it was all about the whole turn of the century scene in Manhattan. Yeah. 
with the strokes, the yeah, yeah, yeahs, that whole thing. You get the strokes, the yeah, yeah, yeahs, the white stripes, yep. and, uh, you know, some other folks. Your Interpols. Exactly. Lumped yeah. together, coming around. Um, a response to grunge. Yeah. Having been born and bred on grunge. I guess mm-hmm. not born. What, what I was, I was listening to a lot of interviews with these guys. It's a five-piece band. Yeah. Um, mostly from New York City and one guy from Brazil. <laughs> but they also met him in New York City or something right. like that. Um, fairly well I think off. Two of them met at a fucking boarding school in Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> from New York. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they, they're gonna be all right. They from the streets. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be fine. Yeah, they, they didn't are. need to have a band no. uh, to do well in life. Yeah. They were just doing it to be cool, which is a valid reason. Yeah, and you know what I like about these guys is they really do have an appreciation for music. Yeah. They they talk about making mixtapes, and when I say they're about our age, all of the things that they're talking about that formed them, mm-hmm. we've had conversations about. Yeah. So all of a sudden I had a kinship that I wasn't expecting. They grew up on the stuff you grew up on. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and kind of agree with a lot of their opinions on some of that yeah. stuff, too, about why, why that song's dope <laughs> and fucking why making mixtapes, it's kind of... The process of making it, not so mm-hmm. much as the, or at least not totally the result Man. of it, you know? Yeah. The journey. It is a reaction to the quote unquote grunge happening of the early 90s. It's 10 years later, and it's in New York. Kind of the same sort of bubbling up of a real underground scene that gets just exploited to fuck. But they don't sound like, they don't sound like they're influenced. I know they are because they say they are, but. That is not the sound. They went back another 10 years to like the early 80s. Yeah. Or 1980, like uh, the cool shit that was happening in New York City at that time. Yeah. I even want to, I, I would love to, <laughs> I'd love to agree with the point I'm going to try to not make right now. <laughs> um, is like uh, even further, like went back into the 70s idea of like pop arrangements and, and uh, yeah. whatnot. But, um, but that stuff's just so gold. That they, I kind of don't think they touch that. I yeah, think they yeah, enjoy yeah. it. I think you could yeah. sit down and listen to some of that, those tunes with these mm-hmm. guys, and find the same appreciation. Yeah. Um, but they did bring, you know, a little bit of that uh, '60s, uh, '70s arrange, '80s arrangements together. '80s started, you know, getting a, a little bit uh, fucking different with the yeah. synth and, and whatnot. But yeah, and well, was as good a time as any. We should name the guys in the band. Go, Go Chris. Yeah, Ferdinand Jamarco. <laughs> I'm going to start with the one I always forget. Shandalo. Uh, Nikolai. Volkov. Freitcher. Who Freitcher? used to wrestle with the fucking Iron Sheik. I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly. Yeah. Freitcher. It's spelled weirdly. Yeah. Nikolai Freitcher. He's the bass player. We saw him at the Crocodile. Maybe No, you didn't. Me and your sister saw him at the Crocodile. Oh, man. This sounds like I a saw Crocodile. saw your sister walking away after the show. <laughs> and uh, Dude, I saw Nikolai Freitcher at the Crocodile. It was, uh, I'm not going to lie, it wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't great. Was it a solo project? Like, was it him yeah, but playing it was kind of like this, uh, him and his, yeah, he was playing bass. And they were they were having fun, <laughs> but it was uh, it, the Strokes gonna be are not worried right. about this becoming his main concern. Well, they they did in their hiatus or so. They you know yeah they, they got projects. Yeah, they got projects. They, they all tried to stay in it. They're not oh. doing as good as Gyoti or Goti Gautier Gautier Gautier. <laughs> like dude, that music you're playing for me is fucking good. Oh, he yeah, we'll figure that one out. Um, 
I wanted to say, okay, so we got Nikolai Frazier, Nick Valenci. That's what made me think of this because you're talking about keyboards. Yeah. That's Nick Valenti's Valenti Valenti Nick Valenti mm-hmm. Nick Valenti. He that's his guitar. He's the guy that when you always hear you that bleep 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 that tone that comes in and out, and you're like, is that a keyboard? That's that's his guitar, and that's kind of like really. He, that's the sound of the Strokes, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of their thing. They, their guitar has this kind of arrogant <laughs> it's flair to, to it, it. You know, it's, it's yeah. And uh, Albert Hammond Jr. The other guitar player with all the down, no pun intended, strokes. Just the, the way those two play, and they're not super technical, although they're great guitar players. Uh, just for finding this, it's like the way that uh, uh, Keith Richards and the dead guy used to call it the art of basket weaving. Brian Jones. Yeah, yeah. We're totally opposing styles that just, mwah. Yeah. And I like it. And Nikolai's bass on top. Everything that I'm probably going to describe about the music tonight, it, you, you, just with one word, tight. It's tight. The sound is tight. Yep. The playing is tight. There's the appreciation. Yeah. There's the talent there as well. You're throwing those two together with whatever backing it took to get this band going. It, I think everything, all the acclaim they got is well-deserved. I don't think they were they were fostered on some kind of like <clears throat> false imagery or industry whatnot. plants. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and and they seem like they really enjoy playing and coming up with this music. Yeah. They're appreciators, and I appreciate only because of this podcast and having to listen to these guys for a little bit. I was listening to the first album, listening mm-hmm. to the second album. I heard there's more. I don't care. Yeah, um, the first three. You can't go wrong. It's pretty I, good. I'll say they're all, they're all and they got a new I find one something. To, yeah, it's out. And I'll find something to like about each one. They're not all my favorites, but you will find something on there that's like, well done, boys. Yeah. Nice. You still got it. Yeah. Which makes me feel good because them being our age, I feel (laughs) right on, man. You're not embarrassing yourselves, (laughs) which not everybody gets to pull that off. No. Uh, Unfortunately. We're close to home. Let's keep going. Yeah, no, no. Well, Um, I mean, other than music, how about podcasting? Moving on. (laughs) Oh, the drummer. Oh, Fabri- something Fabri- Fabrizio. I think that's the. I think that's the Brazilian. Is he? That's so. a. There's a very Brazilian. Oh shit! I had them all committed to memory earlier. That's crazy. Fabri. Fabri- anyway, they called him Fab, and he's the one that dated Drew Barrymore forever. I read an article today about how they were found making out next to the stage and then dated for like another five months. How innocent. Can you believe it? <laughs> they were found making out. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Julian Casablancas. Right. And that's the, that's the oh, his dad ran the talent, or maybe still does, runs the talent agency. Mm-hmm. A lot of models hanging out with a lot of models and getting a lot of models and yeah. apparently there's models like in their Marvazon lives. On and shit. Yeah, like that's deal. that. That's that. <laughs> that's that New York upbringing. Yeah, that, uh, that's Switzerland <laughs> boarding school upbringing. <laughs> um, it's it's the type of upbringing where you're actually not that attractive, but everybody calls you attractive. Yeah, even the media who's reviewing your band. Yep. And you look at them and you're like, eh, I, I don't mean, see it so much. You talking about Julian? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Any of them? Just in general. You know, I they, think like Nick's they, probably the best looking one. He's I, like 6'3 and he's all cool. He's all he's like the Johnny Thunders of the group. His hair's all long. He's all lanky. And he's, <laughs> Who's Johnny he's, Thunders? Oh, stop. 
Who is Johnny Thunders? From the from the Dolls. I don't know it. I don't know. From New York Dolls. Yeah. From I got a shallow. I have a shallow library. Even from New York. <laughs> we'll talk about Quicksand on the next oh, okay. one. Quicksand's got some uh, right. good fucking second album. Anyway, we'll decide who's the best looking stroke later. <laughs> I think we all know it's fab. It's good enough for uh, I'm, I'm, good I'm enough for it. Drew. It's good enough for me. Yeah. You know, Jared, I didn't mean to smirch anybody's appearance. Damn. That's my bad. That's my bad. Damn. Fucking sorry. Broke the code, bro. I know. That's two beauties sitting here in a fucking sweaty garage. This studio is fucking killer. It's warm. Oh, yes. It's warm. Yeah. It's going to be great in the wintertime. I think so. This heat's not going to last. No. These fires aren't going to last. Are they? And will it? Will the heat just last? Is it just hot now forever? It does. It it's does. Just seem... Everything's going to be on fire. I don't know if you watched um, Mark Marin's last. <laughs> special on netflix with the whole or did we see that one live together with this whole end times final no, bit you and steve-o went last year it's too fucking real right now oh really it's too real oh man which i think is the name of his prior special <laughs> too real, <laughs> too real. <laughs> you fucked up mark i'm just a little note there you should have flipped the anyway I think it's called end times fun which also yeah anyway does it feel like it, it's accelerating a little does, bit. Does, it's the quickening. <laughs> God. Or, oh, it's, who else called it that? That was the Art Bell, the quickening. He wrote that book. He, which he stole that shit from Highlander. Okay. I'm just yeah. putting that together right yeah. now. Yeah. But it's still a cool principle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's exponential. You know, that idea has been around for a long time. Hmm. It's just, <laughs> as it gets worse, it's going to get worse quicker. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah that makes sense it's the yeah. golden ratio of suffering right. yeah. which was the title of the strokes next album <laughs> the golden ratio the of suffering of my next album <laughs> uh, let's get to their second album um critics at the time liked it some said it sounded just like their first album guess what it does yeah when your first album's a, a killer out the gate debut this is a, a, a straight up case of we like what you did in the beginning Let's double down on that and mm -hmm. make your second album just tighter than your first one. Stretch out on the third. Yeah. Okay? Yep. Have fun. Get Have fun with that one. And I think they delivered. Yeah. I'm going to roll it. All right. Whatever Happened. What's the name of this song? It's got a question mark on the end. Whatever Happened. Snaps and claps. <laughs> Love that every time. Yeah. That's little sizzly it's a bacon sizzle snare drum right there everything has got a little sizzle to it on this record yeah the vocals they're just broken up just enough he loves to have distortion on his on his vocals yeah i get it and it's just it's soft it's enough to think thing too but it's also he's doing sound. it but there's there's a just there's an effect of distortion yeah a little bit of what uh like Reznor, Trent Reznor would do. Yeah, you go. Pixelation almost. Yeah. I mean, that's... You know it's the strokes immediately when you hear it. He's got Fabrizio Fab, I'm going to call him. Okay. He got a little Ringo to him. 
in his playing and the sound of his kit. The way they produce his kit, he's got a dry '60s '70s kit. It's a good. It's a good call. Yeah. I, I think if you take your kit and you uh, you put that '60s '70s feel to it. It automatically brings every like you can have clean guitars, but you throw that kit on there, it brings everything back into that decade. It's rock and roll, yeah. And as you know, you know when it's rock and roll. I like it. Somebody gets fucked. (laughs) We need that for a drop. I'm gonna find that. But you hear that that little chirp chirp guitar? That's that's Nick. Albert with the blum, 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 blum. which it becomes its own when there's no when there's no uh, readjust like people will strum and do a dunga, dunga, just to kind of sync up there's no syncopation it's straight yeah 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 it, and that's its own kind of different way of thinking even it's, it's, you could say it's, it's like easy percussion instrument it, almost yeah yes with little sixteenths right there yeah you know who does a lot of that is John Frusciante. He does. He likes to drop in, and he doesn't do it for big, long measures. Mm-mm. But he likes to drop it in like other uh, side is a good example. Yeah, it, it, it like like he's almost um, giving a, a nod to the percussion. He is a percussive guitar player. Definitely. I read that. Uh, I listened to that. His. When he rejoined the Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah, that's right. His fucking teeth cost like $90,000. To get fixed? Yeah. Oh, the first time. The first time. Yeah. The first rejoining. Yeah. It's like, we need to take care of this. And that's, it was like, yeah. dude, 90 grand of tooth work. That's, I get it, too, man. Yeah, well, that's why on To Record Water for only 10 days, you can hear his old dentures whistling into yeah. the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... It is a similar it is similar guitar approach though with that the staccato um mm-hmm. picking. Yeah. Hmm. Mm, yes. Hmm. Well, I want to be what is it? I want to be forgotten. Whatever happened. Whatever happened. Is that with the choruses? I want to be forgotten. Yeah, it? you know what? I'm not great on picking out Julian's l- lyrics. Me neither. It's really more of a vibe, a mood, if it you is will. Almost like Every song is the same crop of lyrics. I I don't, and not necessarily in an annoying way, but yeah. in the way that you know this is the Strokes playing. Yeah, um, he does drop it like there's those parts sometimes where one cuts out and he sort of like gets laid out his little rap. You can understand what he's saying like when they uh, it'll be coming up. There's a few coming up. I'll point them out. Okay, okay, but those those seem to be the parts he wants you to pay attention to. The in rest my- he doesn't enunciate too well. In my mind's eye, when I'm when I'm listening to these guys, what I keep seeing is him camera forward with his face in there. Sweaty. Just sweaty and singing at me and like wearing a members only jacket, a red <laughs> members only jacket. Either the worst or best alarm clock. I'm not sure. You're gonna hate it either way, mm-hmm. but it's gonna do the job either way. Yeah. But is these guys like <laughs> wake up right now, Chris? Just fucking in yeah. your face. If you're not in the mood for these guys, <laughs> you can't. I, you can't handle it. Yeah. But I listened. I listened to them a bunch today. Yeah. And I was digging it. I was yeah. getting shit done. You, you kind of have to be moving. You don't it lay down moving. on the couch so yeah, much yeah. and listen to this album. No, it's a good get up and go album. Yeah. That's New York turn of the century. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> they keep it. Yeah. That's why it's so tight. 
<laughs> did you just sniffle semen back into yes, your? Yes, I did. That your, was my penis. Is that was. <laughs> I have two mics. On the last episode, when you, <laughs> I gotta I say know. that was that's terrible. It was terrible, but I'm embarrassed. Nice job, though. My mom might hear that someday. Yeah, talking yeah. about my dick sniffles. <laughs> anyway, your mom does listen, so right away, sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Foul mouth. <laughs> on it. Amen. All right. Where were we? I don't know. Strokes. Yeah, strokes. Let's listen to another one. I was excited about these guys when they were happening. This is like right around, this is 2003, the maker was, we were full stride. Mm-hmm. We were making music. I was yeah. listening to these guys a lot. And I would say that I was I was vibing off it. I might have even thrown in some little 16th note bullshit. Boop, 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 yeah, why yeah. not? Little Steve Austin, why fucking not? Steve Summers. Yeah. <laughs> What is this next song? This is a single, man. Last Night is the one that got me, you know, that's the one I recognize. The first album, yeah. I bet everybody does, but. The prototype. Yeah. Reptilia. This was a single for sure. I know this. I looked it up. Listen to those tight drums. And now he's got the bass doing the straights. It's like a drum kit with a bunch of air in it, but gated hard. In a small room. That's not recorded in a, a in Thursday. A, in a, <laughs> yeah. That's not some uh, four candles. Maybe. Yes, little incense. Yeah, it's not a levy breaks recorded in the entryway drum sound. No, this isn't recorded in the stairwell of a Marriott down in the Bowery on a fire escape. That's how New York this album is. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about when they break down. I always know these lyrics. This is moving. This is like that bass comes in. You, like you said, you're bouncing around. You're not yeah. sitting still. Like I like that. If I was in a band that wrote that, I would be kind. I'd be kind of stoked for that part to play. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a band called The Walkman, and right around this time, I had a song called The Rat that reminds me of this. Really? And I don't know which one came first, but. I know that they're both great songs. Baseline just scooting around right now. Doesn't a good band always make you feel like that was the time to be around? Right. Uh, yeah, I, I like this vocal line where he goes down. Yeah, it's he's like nice. mirroring the baseline. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's real nice. Well, Julian's writing, they, uh, I think they said like 95% of the songs, which I don't know how that works when there's only 12 songs on the... Well, I, I think that was a point of contention, and that also is why on this their latest album, there's a lot more even divide between yeah. uh, the band writing the songs or someone coming with an idea. So this album, uh, the album prior, I think there is a main driver to the so- the singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. I think a singer-songwriter and then everybody who helps me make this music. Yeah. Though they're all called the Strokes, I think, I you know, I, I don't know if they're getting all paid the same. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I don't know if it's bad as the yeah. fucking the Perry Farrell debacle, <laughs> which is criminal. <laughs> I love when he lets it rip here. That's got to be such a crutch, though, as a singer. Once you start getting this as a sound for your vocals, yeah, and he 
he did eventually get to move on. I think the next album that he kind of experimented with not shitty vocal sounds. Yeah. <laughs> when the, that's nice. See, that's, I remember that's just radio gold. And this song's on the radio all the time. Yeah. That's their um, appreciation for pop. That's them coming up, making those mixtapes and just kind of marinating in, in all of the different pop. Um, up to the point of them fucking making music. Right. But he's going to sing like that. And it's all kind of like, it's like if Lou Reed wasn't tone deaf or, you know, yeah. like the guy from television could score singles. Well, you have you found a lot of Velvet Underground parallels to these guys, uh, with these guys? Because uh, in some of the reading, Velvet Underground comes up a bunch. I think mostly because of um, them playing in New York City. I th- yeah. I, I think you have to mention <clears throat> Velvet Underground if they, anybody comes out of New York sure. City. Yeah. Whether they're like Velvet Underground or they're right. nothing like Velvet Underground. It's like if you're from Jersey, you got to big up the the boss. Yep. If John Bon here, Jovi. Yeah. If you're out here, you got to you got to. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh, yeah. If you're out here, you just you have to love Pearl Jam. Yeah. It's it's just it's required. Yeah, to attain state citizenship, actually, it it, it is a little bit. It is um, there are sacred Bruce. ground, <laughs> sacred audio ground. There are Bruce. <laughs> that and you gotta love heart. Yeah, but done and done. You gotta kind of question anybody who doesn't have a, a at least an appreciation for heart. Sexist right away. Right. Yeah, I don't like them. I'm with you. That's a good. It's a good test. All right. Good. Now that everybody knows how woke we are. Let's. <laughs> 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 that was Reptilia. Oh, this is automatic stop. I got no idea what they're singing about, by the way. The well, that's where they got the title for the albums off those the part of that screaming part. Was like, uh, the room is on fire. She's fixing her hair. So I don't know. It's about a girl that she got to look tight, even if the room is on fire. Right. You know, those kind of New York girls. Yeah. Yeah. They're out there. Well, I mean, going to hear more about the New York girls. Well, you know, okay, so he's writing songs about models. Oh, yeah. You oh, know. these guys are full-on model daters. Yeah. I mean, that's another... You waxed your butthole now, <laughs> baby. Yeah. You threw up another <coughs> cow, baby. Ooh. You know, that yeah. kind of stuff. This is when they had to keep... Uh, they had to keep Ryan Adams away because he was... They blamed him for Albert Hammond's uh, heroin uh, habit that he Did picked they, up. These guys have some, some people have a problem with drugs? Yeah, a little bit of heroin going going through, going around. Fucking coming in, typical. coming out. Yeah, another New York little cliche. Mm, yeah, totally. But we can't speak being from Seattle. That's a big cliche around here too. Yeah, but it's it's done different. It, out here, it? Yeah. We do it very poorly over here. Most everyone dies. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say it's the correct method. No, or it is. <laughs> <laughs> like it's full commitment. No, like Lou Reed lived. Like the Strokes lived. Yeah, but isn't that kind of like, eh, you know? Don't you don't you think like like when they get up to heaven and the, and the folks that died from doing heroin are like, yeah, no, you can you jam Thursday nights. You go, you go there for not dying young. Yeah, we're gonna go. Yeah. We play Fridays and sometimes it's fucking early Monday morning. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like that. We took Sunday daylight night. slots at the festival. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No good. Yeah, yeah. All right, I, you, you I, won I, me over. I kind of feel that Heroin way. Heroin is done best in the Pacific Northwest. I, you know, it's it's like camping. You hear that, kids? 
It's the same dynamic as camping. You can camp in New My York. My name is Chris Feige. You're not really camping. Endorse this message. <laughs> yeah, it's just my opinion. I told you about the time I saw someone do heroin in front of me, right? Yeah. Just smoking it. It was a couple of weeks ago in, in my place, because that's what last <laughs> time I saw it. Going down. Okay, shooting up right in his neck. Really? Yeah. Dude, we're, yeah, it's in Ballard. Fucking right in front of work. But it's not, I don't know if it's heroin. But I'm pretty sure the RV right there that runs a generator 24-7 is cooking stuff. <laughs> yeah, they're getting up. I want to say about this song, Automatic Stop. We're getting some fun uh, drum sounds on this one. Okay. Experimental, but in that same shitty fucking garbage can lid way that you would expect from the production on this album. Yeah, And I, and I say shitty in a very loving way. They, they cleanly produce shitty sounds. Yeah. Shitty sounds that sound good loud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They kind of have a corner on that market. They're doing this, good with that. This, I hope, you know, you got your earbuds in and can listen to this album loud or in your car. Not this podcast. Don't listen to this loud. That would no. be fucking annoying. Um, when you listen to this album, I do advise maximum volume. So automatic stop for the people. <laughs> Very strokesy. They'd like the staccato. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. It takes a percussionist to throw staccato at me. I feel like the drummer did this beat as a joke, and they were like, no, we like that. And yeah, it's like, the uh, it. sweet child of mine effect. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, I'm just goofing around. They're like, no, nah, nah, that's, that's the song. That's the jam. That's the beat. Little, uh, little ska by way of uh, the meatpacking district. What is this? Is this ska by the meatpacking district? Ska by way of the meatpacking district. Yeah, yeah nice. This is a good party album if you're already about two hours into the party. Hey, keep it going with this one. Yes. There's that keyboard guitar we were talking about, too. And you can roll this album start to finish without having to worry about, yeah, without having to worry about fucking adjusting anything. Just let it, just let it do it. Let it go, man. Oh, see? Well, yeah, the drum beat switches up there. The drums have a little bit of a personality through all their songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you remove any of these guys and it sounds weird. Thank God they've never, lo- you know, they're all OG members still in the band because I think they're one of those that yeah. kind of lose one. Nobody's the real star of this. Maybe you could say Julian because he's the front man, but not really. No. Uh, this is five individuals. They're all good together. Yeah. They're all bringing something different. You know what I'm hearing a little bit too right now is uh, some Modest Mouse influence. Mm. Um, which I didn't pick up earlier when I was listening to this. guitar tone is pretty mousy. Yes. <laughs> it could, it could oh, slip ready, right in. Oh, float. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do a Yeah. Not enough ecstasy in the world, Chris. 
referring to the last time we saw him on his mouse. God damn, that was no good. Thank you for reminding me of that. Not enough drugs in the world. Oh, they sounded horrible. Yeah. And what sucked is the band before them sounded great. Yeah, they did. So you knew it was possible. It wasn't the room. It wasn't the room. Who was before them? Was it Queens it was of Stones? brand new who played before them. It was brand new who played before on their last ever Seattle show. Yeah. Yeah, they did sound great. I remember Modest Mouse playing, just thinking, this is, they're not being experimental. This is just trash right now. They're just yeah, there's the Johnny Marr had been long gone at that point. Whoops, God, these songs end abruptly, don't they? There's a lot of, I think one's called Abrupt Ending or something. <laughs> Well, more of that keyboard guitar from Nick. Yeah. There's a, there's a, um, that guitar is so distinctive. I remember on that big, that big Sia album, Thousand Forms of Fear, her big one. Colin Hayes' Yeah. That's oh, the very same. She's doing good for herself. She got a song on there and um, the name is Escaping. It's like Handcuffs. I think it's called Handcuffs. And first time I heard it, I go, God damn, this sounds like a Stroke song. From it's that guitar that sounds like a Strokes guitar, sure as shit, co-written by Nick Valencia. Yeah, it's like he's distinctive. There's, they they put a sound together for sure. Each individual kind of has their own, you know, the, their own signature to their approach to the instrument, and even their producer, who they tried working with other people for like the first three albums or so, just happenstance kept being their producer. I'm I'm forgetting his name. I'm pulling it up right now. It starts with an F. Um, Frederick Fabrizio. <laughs> Fabrizio, that's the drummer. Um, Fernando. Keep going. Oh, you know what? You're getting close though. Yeah. Okay. Alifranco. <laughs> Gordon Raphael. Gordon Raphael. Who this is kind of like these Strokes albums he did are kind of his claim to fame. He does a lot of shit in Europe for like kind of lesser known bands. It's probably great, but this is his real mark on the on the, yeah the industry. We, you know, call him the sixth member because mm-hmm. for they these, keep going back. They keep going back, and uh, they don't seem to be able to hash it out with other people. Yeah, I mean, they had now Nigel Godrick for fuck's sake was right supposed to produce this album. And Him they, and Julian couldn't work it out. They came to differences. Yeah. Sounded like they didn't get shitty, but they just like, this ain't going to work. Yeah. I wonder what it is. I wonder what's the, um, you know, an amicable splits yeah. for producer, engineers, and the artists. I was you can keep your ego out of it and just realize you guys have different goals. Yeah. And they're not going to match. Yeah. And and have them be grown up enough to just be like uh, I mean I'm I'm not saying they were I'm not, they could all just being very, be very nice in the press and it could have been like you know what yo fuck that yo, guy kiss my ass Nigel yeah yeah you make some plans to get the fuck out of here yeah, Nigel yeah, you making plans for getting the fuck out yeah I think so I I uh, I wonder if um fucking I already had I had this thought and it's escaping me right now amicable splits. Mm-hmm. And, um, fucking Jesus. That's Christ. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Madonna. <laughs> um, you know, is it, is it, I don't like your recording technique. I don't like your tempo yeah, that right? you want me to work at. I don't like that this place smells like fucking french fries. 
You know, yeah, yeah. there's no candles. Well, we always have candles. Well, I never work with candles. Well, I need to have a fucking candle burning. <laughs> what, where is it? Where's the right. split? Yeah. You How know? cool. Like are certain producers uh, just known for like just being total killjoys? Yeah. We, we only want three mics on the drums for a big live Beatles kind of sound. Yeah. I want 17 mics on the drums. Yeah, but if that's not the shit you figure out before you get in the studio together. That's on you. Yeah, but it's, uh, are, you know, at what stage in a band's career do they get to say, we're working with him or her, or I like this person, or try to hook us up with that, yeah. or instead of like, hey, we got somebody for you. <laughs> <laughs> when, yeah. when fucking Stevie Wonder yeah, decides Nigel might have been a manager uh... band. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I was wondering, after you guys are done recording, could I have yeah. your toilet paper? The leftover or the used? Either one. All right. As long as it's from the same role. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If it was Nigel a, a label push, did the label want him to do it? Yeah, man. I don't know. That's the only way it makes sense. Like, if you know, you know what that guy does. Well, you, know? How, you know, how long does it take you to decide that, yeah, I'm not going to work with this person? Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, a couple of weeks couple weeks you know is it, <laughs> so they is gave it the old college try you know i hear about it with uh producers um for movies and uh and actors and mm-hmm. directors and 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 whatnot it the obviously happens differences with producers uh, and artists for recording um you know we talked about it a little bit with madonna doing her second album where she's basically yeah. like I can, I can fucking do this hands right? off would you just like get out of my way mm-hmm. and she and right um what a weird predicament to be in maybe maybe you got to be young to you know or at least at their young age to um have to make that decision it's like nah we, just, we this guy's a dick or we don't yeah we don't well get and good on him for making that decision so young i wonder you know? yeah choice life is a series of, they didn't always make the right choices chris who does jared i don't know who does another single 1251 there's got to be like three, four singles off this record. It did well for them. It didn't blow them up. It didn't really yes and them. It just kind of kept maintained. them where they're at. Yeah, maintained, yeah. Yeah. Like coming in with the snare. I was like when you announce it with the snare snap. Yeah. Classic, but it gets me Always time. works. It always works. Boots and cats and boots and cats. It's on the money. Can't be mad at it. Uh, vocal line uh, copying that guitar line. Yeah, that's, that's fun. And a little like Wes Anderson feel here, you know, like sing songy. You feel like something awkward's happening on a, <laughs> on, on a screen somewhere, <laughs> right? You know. <laughs> I see pastel Owen colors. Wilson is somewhere. Yeah. Like, oh no. Yeah, I have no idea what he says in this song. Yeah. Something about the winter, getting convinced. But these two bars right here, it's classic. Tell me that couldn't have been a car song in 1981. These guys write sticky, sticky things. Each, that's their appreciation part, which which I'm trying to... You know, play up a little bit because it's it, what I have to grab on these uh, the strokes as a band. But it, again, it was something I related to when I'm watching interviews and stuff. I was like, 
fucking mm-hmm. yeah. I like that. I like I like their take on that. This guy likes this kind of genre. This guy likes that genre. But it doesn't sound like a, com- a compilation of all these different mm-hmm. you know musical stylings coming together. They have a very cohesive vision. But each instrument has kind of this weird signature to it. I carry each little different piece of, like Voltron. Like Voltron. You know? Five lions, five strokes. Yep. Well said. Yeah. You heard it here first. This isn't even my favorite, but it just is so sticky. Like it's not necessarily rocking. More claps, though. The, the, yeah. Come on. No, there's a, there's a little bit of wonders in here. <laughs> This yeah. bit, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the meters in effect. But they can't really, you know, where Muse can kind of double down on their their song stylings, but get more complicated and, yeah. and ratchet up the pump. What the shit? What the shit? Just jumping in on us. Just ratchet up the pomposity to yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> to make up for it. These guys can just kind of get more. It's a street pomposity. Yes, a little more hip. They can throw, they can throw some more hips to it. It's yeah. like uh, Mick Jagger a little bit. Like, yeah. well, we we need to crank this song up a bit. Well, how about if I throw my hips this far? Mm-hmm. Yep, that does it. The Strokes were, they were a sexy band. Yeah, I imagine girls loved so. them. Yeah, and guys, it was they were a sexy band. Guys love to want to be them. Yeah, or do them. It's New York, turn of the century. It's not necessarily in New York. <laughs> <laughs> He's so middle class, Chris. <laughs> um, they were saying, "Yeah, I don't know. I find them sexy. I think what they're a sexy band." Would you have done if you would have? Would you have? If we if on, we would have found some Sexual of that raids on Julian Casablanca. Yeah, if, if when we were, yes, no no, 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 on our trip to New no, York. I don't suck dick for drugs, Chris. You got me confused with somebody else. You don't even know who I am. <laughs> Tell you, no. <laughs> Crack is whack, Christopher. <laughs> my upper lip is just about as sweaty as late, warm. Late Whitney. It's warm in here. I think that I think that fucking brush fires right outside the oh door. Oh my god! Before we exit, we're gonna have to feel that doorknob. <laughs> it might be a backdraft coming through, dude. You gotta be careful about that stuff. I'll tell you what, though. Other than the fucking heat lodge aspect of having to stay in this room for a while. <laughs> With with the accoutrement that we have floating around this joint, I would totally stay in this room for a while. You're internet accessible. I noticed. I, I pulled up internet on my fucking iPad. It's working great. Put in an extender. Fucking <laughs> working great, dude. We could be we could be upwards of fucking Excalibur in two hours from now and oh, killing yeah. it, dude. I'll sleep on the floor. I don't give a shit. It's cooler down there anyway. I'll spoon up on the couch, bro. I'll spoon up on the couch. I don't give a fuck. It's, it's like New York. <laughs> What am I, some kind of asshole? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? I'm not going to spoon you. I'm not going to spoon you. Spoon Where you all the way to the dawn. I don't give a shit. I spoon you all the way to the dawn. I sing in the strokes all day long. We'll do this next song. We'll call it the uh, mid-album break. No, I, I don't I never had the song. I don't know where the vinyl break is on the you know post-2000 albums. Like, There's no vinyl break. Yeah. But it's a brisk 32-minute album. The quick, short. the get in, get in, get out. It's like you could put two of those on a CD. Yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah, appreciate the restraint. Maybe that's all the songs they. Had. It's all the songs we had, Karen. <laughs> but either way, I still appreciate it. Um, just like me, you talk way too much. You talk way too much. Too much. You talk too much. Too much.
was too much. You took too much. Right away, that's the uh, going to the chapel beat. The uh, what's his name? We shot that lady with the wigs. The Wall of Sound guy, guy that ruined that Beatles album. Phil Spector. Phil Spector. That's the Phil Spector beat. I knew all the shit he did, but I just couldn't remember his name. <laughs> This song, more than like any of them on this album, sounds like it, like a leftover from the first album. Yeah, it, it's pretty raw. And it's something I like about their first album. It, their first album does what a first album should do. It's, it's just kind of... Here, here's them kind of stripped down with a little bit of production. And the songs the song songs are quality. And it's, uh, again, kind of straight down the barrel at you. It's not trying to be too fucking... Um, it's not music. Like yeah, said. austere. Yeah. And like, you're going to have to listen to this twice to get what we're throwing at you. It's like, go fuck yourself. I'm going to listen to it once, maybe. I listened yeah. to if it you once don't get today, this on, I liked it. <laughs> if you don't get this on first listen, you're not going to... There's not like layers to unwrap it with every new listening. Yeah. It's not one of those. With being somewhat of an arrogant sound, they don't sound pretentious. Yeah, how's that work? I don't know. They're kind of doing it. They're walking that line. <laughs> the elegantly wasted young New Yorkers. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice narrative. Well well trodden. Like they were in the background of that Macaulay Culkin movie, Party Monsters. Were they? Or just no, that's, that's what it feels that, like. That's what, it's yeah. like they went to some of those parties or heard about them. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost much. arch. Is it's, it's arch how strokes this is. It's just, yeah. it is the... Man. They would, I mean, they had uh, uh, Come Down Machine and Angles came out later that they kind of stretched out a little bit. Yeah. A little more new wave. I mean, I think that signature really is the guitar. Where it's just just the downstrokes, chin, 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 the downstrokes, exactly. That's kind of like their sound. If they had more distortion, they'd be Metallica. Because Metallica's all downstrokes. Right, it's all downstrokes. Chunk, 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 chunk. Except I like the way he takes that bass for a walk when he's he's doing his thing. Yeah, when he gets time to stretch out, he does a good job stretching out. He's a fun bass player, old Nikolai. Fucking 2003 is when this thing comes out. Yeah. And we're talking about the New York scene a little bit, like we know. Um, but what came out around this time, in this year, is the movie 13. Oh, shit, that's kids. That's not kids. I wrote down 13. I thought it was kids. What's 13? I don't know. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you picking on me? Oh. Dude, I thought, when I wrote that down, I thought it was kids. I was like, this is going to be a great segue and by great, I mean f- maybe fucking passable. I feel like they're close to being the same thing. Though. I remember that. I think it's something about Nicole Kidman and she's got a daughter and they see ghosts in one of them. Okay, never mind. I don't know, man. I don't know what 13 <laughs> is. It's probably, it, you know what? Dear God, 
This is Judy. <laughs> Margaret. <laughs> dear Margaret. God, are dear, you there? Dear God, it's me, Margaret. It's me, Margaret. Fuck, dude. Old school came out. Oh, That's man. Good. This is we were saying how recent that this feels, but when you do the math and realize it's 17 years ago. <sighs> Fuck. It fucked you over. Yeah. Oh fuck, Jared! You're smoking a pipe, and I'm misreading things I wrote myself. Oh my Timeline came out, which is a Michael Crichton story. Good movie. The, what movie? Made a movie? Yeah, yeah. It's about going back in time. No shit. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> Mystic River came out. Another yeah. movie about kids getting fucked. Mm-hmm. The Hulk came out. Mm. The uh, the American History X version. What's his no. name? Eric Bana. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, about not him. the Norton one. The Eric Banner one. about the Eric Banner The Ang Lee one. The Ang Lee one. I, yeah, don't, right. I don't remember that too well. Yeah, it's all right. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, and Big Fish. All right, go fuck yourself. Big Fish was a good one. I like that one. Big Fish is a good fucking movie. That guy just passed, I think. Real which, life. Which one? The dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. Wow. He was in a helicopter accident with Goldie Hawn. And <sighs> so you already forgot. Fake news. Up your ass. Up your butt, Joe Boo. Up your butt, Joe I, uh I had the charts pulled up, but they were uh, there was, it was on the same computer I'm recording on, and it was taxing my RAM. You're getting in charge in the way of the buffer. Jared, the events. Here's a couple of events. The Human Genome Project was completed. Oh. Fucking 2000. That's how you get all the 23andMe's. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. Yeah, collecting your data. Oh, Russia can clone us. Um, the Columbia disaster happened, mm. and then there were some other things that happened. And uh, I remember that it was, it, they burned up. That was another one that was like on TV. I don't think we were watching it live, but boy, they replayed that a lot too. That was yeah, it's no it good. Harkened back to our uh, elementary school days when you we watched the Challenger blow up. Throw shit into space, and it might burn up on the way back in. That's incredible, though. It's incredible that we can do it. Yeah, Elon Musk us. can do it. <laughs> Elon Musk can do it. That fucking Virgin Airlines guy can do it. So Elon Musk, how old is he when this album's coming out? He's our age. Yeah. Hmm. Well, how old were we when this album came out? Or are we gonna? <laughs> I was twenty-seven. Yeah, really. If I was any good, I like, should have been dead that year. Mid twenties, twenties, late <laughs> late twenties, twenties. It doesn't matter, Chris. It's just the twenties. You know, this album never struck a chord with me. This band never struck a chord with me um, when they were coming out because um I already had enough bandwidth. I I was already kind of engulfed with what music I liked mm-hmm. and barely keeping up at that. Yeah. Um, this is right around the time maybe, you know. I had bandwidth for two bands, three bands, <laughs> and the White Stripes were starting to take over. I would much rather to this day listen to the White Stripes mm. or to anything that Jack White does instead of this band. I'm not hating on these mm-hmm. guys, but it just, I, I don't relate to it, you know? I don't have much to say about them. Um, I like that they're appreciators of music, and I think I fucking hit that nail a number of times, but... That's that's about that's about what I got. You mm-hmm. know, the production is good for that sound. It's it was they're, they're capturing it was fun at the time. It's still fun. Like it's still fun to just turn that up. And yeah, let it rip. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I can I can 
take it and leave it. None of their stuff resonates. Like I don't think about it when I'm sleeping. I don't. None of it is either geared towards or intended to make you try to be a better person. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's like not, it's not like it's, they're not some conscious brothers. No, no. They're, they're not in, trying to be inspirational. They're not trying to be anything other than what it seems like they're coming off being. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I appreciate that fucking. Uh, um, it seems like you, it doesn't take long to record their albums. They go in there and they just start hammering them out. That sounds yeah. fun. That sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. It's a, their music sounds like they really enjoy playing their music. The that joie carries. de vivre comes right through. That carries. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh oh. Don't do that. All right. Like I said, I ain't got the charts this week. Ah, fuck them. It wasn't that long ago. Just remember, use yeah, your brain. 2003. <laughs> it's like fucking yesterday. Between love and hate, not to be confused with the other thin line between love and hate. This is not a cover. Or is it? Is it? That's the other drop. Do it. Oh, come on now. Watch. Yeah. You take Julian out of there, that could be a Tom Petty opening. Yeah. So what song was it that they completely First of all, that bass line's fun. Come on. You're right. If you if you take a lot of this stuff and separate it, it's not so much it's not gonna work so much. I think last night, isn't that like American girl? Totally. And ding, and ding, I ding, 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 I feel ding, like ding. almost every one of their songs is one chorus away from being last night. Hmm. Fair enough. At any time, they can just switch it and go, Last night. They're doing the uh, Lust for Life beat with the. Total Lust for Life. Which is a killer. It's a killer. You gem. take the Lust for Life beat, you take the Tom Petty guitars, the yeah. Mishy Mash. You do a little Throw a little mush mouth on top of it. Oh, mush mouth. If Tom Petty and, and Iggy Pop. Got together and had a band. Hey, or, Tom. <laughs> but, yeah, what's that? I want to be the drummer. Uh, I got Dave Grohl. Keeping my shirt on. Dave Grohl's going to do it. Maybe. Do you play the drums? Did you see that like went out? What was that? Oh. That's called Screensaver. I like that guitar back there, though. Almost They're all, changing it up a yeah, little bit yeah, on this one. Yeah. Even the beat is way more that's way more pocket than they normally are. That's a good way to put it. Way more pocket. That bass line, that's pocket. It's a hot pocket. That bass line feels like is that the guitar? I mean that's that's basically fucking heavy metal guitar riff right there. <laughs> For sure. With the little reggae breakdown. Yeah. You take heavy metal guitar riffs, make the bassist play it. You take a little fucking 70s swing, <laughs> yeah, put that on the, the disco reggae the, with that high hat. Yeah. <laughs> throw that on the drums. And then uh, you wake somebody up and two hours later have them record <laughs> their vocals. 
all of the vocals sound like they're just coming up on coffee. They're not on the backside of having a bunch of coffee. They're in. They're they're like up. on the up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of them were on like the after the show. The, he's really invigorated. <laughs> those who weren't on the way down were on the way up. I yeah, figures how this one went. Yeah. Ooh, nice ending. Just really let that sustain. Hang out there, boys. I do like their endings a lot because they're just done. <laughs> like, eh. You're done. A do, 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 da, 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 whatever the hell else you want to put in there. <laughs> <laughs> just to make DJ say it. Uh, I don't know if this was a single, Chris, but it, I, I remember this is one of my favorites, I guess. And it's the book that I was telling you about is named after. It's called Meet Me in the Bathroom. Okay. Or right away, that's an illicit invitation. Be it sexual, mm-hmm. chemical. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just want to sing a little doo-wop because it's got nice acoustics it's got in there. Good acoustics in there. Hey, the shitter and the Take fucking CBGBs has got do 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 not do 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 not do 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 do. Say it, Sage. Fuck it, this kid is he's not smart. He's not a smart kid. No. You got to think about capping on people's dead kids on this show. <laughs> that's, I'm sorry. About that's that. uh, no. Wait, I mean, is Sage is Sage the one? That, yeah, is, Sage is the one that passed he's away. Gone. Did he have other kids? Probably Some other kids. But after got one with this Eric Clapton last lady. week. <laughs> Clapton, did I? Did I? Have I? Have I, I shut I, it down. You tried to go there. Have I bagged on Clapton? Dead kids. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't think that's, that's all I'm gonna I, say. I don't think that's true. I don't think I've ever said anything about clapping. Real disrespect for dead children is what I'm trying to say. I'm not sure if we have any recorded proof of that. We don't. I've Jared. I've but all I'm. Why are you picking on? Um, <laughs> but Sage, I could was Sage on the spectrum. No, I think you're thinking about Travolta's kid, who you have yet to make fun of. But th- thanks for bringing him into it now. What do you got? Really? <laughs> what do you got? Because I've read that Sylvester Stallone lost a child. I didn't know it was Sage, but it wasn't in the child, he was like yeah, it 30 was the, something. Yeah, he was like adult. Yeah. But I think they said it, 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 he, Sylvester Stallone had a kid that's on the spectrum. Yeah, your mom's got a kid that's on the spectrum. <laughs> that is for sure. And we are all pulling for Tracy. <laughs> she is doing her best. The best part about Tracy, she has no idea. That's good. Yeah. So we, we, it's, it's a little no, gumpish. No need. Oh, yeah. It's killer okay. at ping pong. I think there's a Mellotron on this next track. Meet me in the bathroom. Spelled B A F F R O. Work them high hats. This is like two songs in a row, or, or they, they just sandwich songs with working those high hats. Not a huge fan of their their snare sound. It's too mushy for me, and even it doesn't have any of that fucking body to it. Like a like a deep. It sounds like crack. it sounds like you're stepping in snow with a boot. Hmm. That is true. I'm pretty sure they're going for that though. Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds on purpose. It didn't cut through. No. There's no room for it. We got these guitars are so percussive. I th- honestly, I I do think of 
harder attack snare would get in the way of the vocals and that percussive nature, nature of the guitar. Yeah, that was a minor seven. <laughs> they know fancy chords. <laughs> It's that tossed off delivery on the vocals. It's just like it's another kind of like yeah. disaffected. Uh, it, it comes from growing up with access to supermodels yeah. as your everyday. Of course, you're bored singing a rock and roll song. Yeah. This guy says things like, uh, "The prettiest girl I ever saw was actually working at a McDonald's in fucking Switzerland." <laughs> And he shakes like that too. Probably right, right too. Yeah, you get the Charlie Murphy. He does a little Charlie Murphy fucking groove too. When he talks. <laughs> oh, did she? She said that because she's cool. Because she wants to hang out with you. That if she's holding. She, she wants a contract hold, hold with your the dad. <laughs> And it was in one of the articles. It said this band is like a band of Holden Caulfields. Are you shitting me? <laughs> no. Awesome. No, it's so perfect you said that. <laughs> awesome. I know it was probably meant as a diss, but I bet you they'd take it as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a good thing. I don't feel like I've ever said anything about Eric Clapton's kid. <laughs> We're back on that. I don't. I, you well, keep trying to. I think you keep bringing it up. You keep trying to, and then I keep saving yourself, saving you from yourself. <laughs> You're welcome. Who will save the world? <laughs> I should have closed that screen to that. Oh, oh Jesus! God. Come on. Let's, wow. Jared. We gotta bring. We gotta bring this okay, thing up. Bring it, up. bring it up. Whoops, whoopsie. This is my favorite song on the album coming up next. Yeah. It's got a real, it's still very strokes, but it's got like this, uh, I don't know, it's got a very old school vibe to it. Older than the old, they're already channeling old school shit. Yeah, yeah. They dial it back a couple more decades on this one. It's almost could like have been, um, not Motown's not right, but it's got a little more soul to it than not some of the other right. ones. No, Motown is not right, but there's, uh, Something to it that's like an old, like an old, it just reminds me of something much older than the old shit they're already playing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's double old. But drum as far as drum intros go, you don't like this snare sound? I can't help you. Yeah, yeah. I like this song too. Yeah, it's just a well-written song. It's like a, this could be. I'm picturing the band from uh, Back to the Future's, the, the prom band, <laughs> Back to the Future. <laughs> like right after Earth Angel, they would go into this, right? Yeah. yeah. But he's still doing his his little downstrokes, even though it's just like halftime what they're normally playing. Yep. And he's kind of dragging those notes too. Oh yeah. And it classic. sounds like a big room. It sounds like they're in a room recording this. I like that. This sounds, you know, a more authentic, authentic, Jesus, Jared, 
yeah, get it, Fab. I will wake up with this one in my head from time to time. Be brushing my teeth, and this one's stuck in there. This is a great. This is good a great, shower singing song. Yeah, this is a great a background. Croon. Yeah, this is why the Strokes are great because you can just croon along. Yeah, songs like this, it's Croonsville. Totally in the register. There is that Lou Reed register. Yeah. Was I doing it? Was I? I think I think we're close. I think we're both. Close. We should cover a Stroke song. Yeah, this one. Even the guitar solo is like from another time. Yeah, yeah. two strings. Bling, 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 bling. This feels like um, a college band. This feels like a really good college band tune. It never changes it up. It's always the same. Yeah, one. I like it. Consistency. It's, it's good enough that it sticks. Because every time you want them to do something a little, you want a different resolve like, to no, that. No, nope. that's how it goes. It goes like this. Yeah. One of Julian's better melodies too. He's mixed so far back, though. Yeah. And that's that's part of the sound. Yeah, and I think maybe it's also part of the um, the effects that he ha- they have on his voice. Mm-hmm. You bring it too far forward, you're going to illustrate a lot of that effect. Because there's a bunch on there. That had gate on it. It had a decay on there. Decate. Decate. In this decade, it's this- thereafter. Was that Kennedy? Yeah. What? No. <laughs> I just say shit like that. That's how I say decade. In this decade. <laughs> that was. That was totally yeah. Kennedy. Yeah. He nice. said that in some, uh, I don't know why he says, decade. who says decade? Yeah. Dude, I know a couple. He was on a lot of methamphetamines, though. Was he? Yeah. Kennedy? He all kinds of uppers and downers. He had a terrible back injury from the war. I was propped up on yeah, more drugs a, than our back. current president. Yeah, he had a bad back. I bet you mad presidents are just gacked out. I guess, maybe. I don't know. It's a, you got to pay a oh, lot of attention to things. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, I want to snort I, some Ritalin. Yeah, if I, if I could do it in Spice. <laughs> I guess if, 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 if I was a president and they were like, listen, we have Spice Melange. I'd be like... <laughs> Every day, all day. It must flow. Give me the contacts and bring those. I'm going to start. Do you think, have you had any presidents that were guild navigators? <laughs> like, no, nobody's gone that far. Like, okay. <laughs> That's just good to know because I don't necessarily want to do that. Yeah. But uh, anywhere in between, you got enough? You got enough to fucking. Hmm. Got me covered for eight years? Right in. On the spice tube. Can I have tubes underneath my suit jacket that I'm go right saying. into my lungs? I, I bet you. Presidents be doing drugs. Yeah. Because that's what people do. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I think it's all mother's little helpers. I think it's all things that like, you know, you, I need more energy. So, 
You know, they're not like, well, here's some methamphetamine. It's the mom on Requiem for a Dream. Oh, man. Dude, that movie's Those so rough. fucking diet pills when she goes off the rails. The mom is, is the one I have, I think, the most problem with in that movie. Is just it's watching disturbing. her spin. Because you know what they do? They fucking show. <laughs> this, it's so rare as far as a depiction. You think about homeless people. You think about crazy people. You think about people who fucking are hoarders or have a home or domicile or whatever. What you rarely see is the day they change from having a home <laughs> to not having a home. Because there is that there there is a day mm-hmm. there is the last time you go back to that place. There's the fucking day you're kicked out or you fucking move out or whatever it is. Requiem for a Dream does that with the mom when she's flipping out on the subway and you're like, she's she's not gonna go back home. Nah. She's fucking spun. Shows you everybody's demise in that movie. Oh, Nobody ends so, up well. I think I think the Wayne's kid did. I think he did ended he get up clean. He, I think he ended up going to jail, but he didn't lose an arm. He uh, didn't end up going ass to ass. Got clean in jail. He, I think he got clean in jail. <laughs> he, he seemed like he had the least ramification out of everybody. Uh, also, Jennifer Connelly, because, mm. he, well, <laughs> she became a sex worker. Yes. Let's not let's not besmirch sex workers on this podcast. Okay. Not on this episode. No. But maybe on the next episode. No. Oh no, we're not done no, yet. We're not done. All right. Um. That movie is so rough to watch. It is. I've not done it in a while. I'm waiting for the kids to get old enough to like start seeing drugs around school, and I'm going to make them watch it with me. I don't want any part of that. Just stare at them the whole time. They're not at the screen. Just going like that with me. Go. You see? See what they see? What that? See what happens? See what happens? You shoot up in that same hole. Mm -hmm. That's just a bad idea, anyway. He Jared Leto knew better. Not go between the toes. If he was from Seattle, you you gotta switch it up. Switch up. Dude, I watched a uh, Lane Staley doc like two days ago over Memorial Day. So we just yeah. had Mem- or no uh, Labor Day. Labor Day. How was your Labor Day? Chill. Shit. Yeah, mine too. Nice. Watch the smoke roll in. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I watched a Lane Staley doc, mm. and uh, he knew he was dying, and he was kind of fur it, and just kept. I think I saw the same one. Not a feel good affair. It's not a feel good affair. He dying at eighty something pounds. Six one at eighty something pounds. Yeah, he was a tall guy. Yeah, Seattle bands are tall. They're big tall. people here. It, there's some. There's some Norse. You know. There's a. There's a little. There's, <laughs> there's a little Norse, Norse running through running through the veins out here. Yeah. Big people. It's called water people. Yeah. You gotta be, you you gotta know, be taller than the shanks. water. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. kind of a requirement. Yeah. Natural selection. Shorties drown. And that. Is the way it is, which is the name of this song. I'm not just being clever, or am really? I? Oh, what? Are we rocking now? I like this. Still gonna start playing. We're an American band. Ooh, and that beat. I feel like, like it's a eighty foot. Yeah. It's, I mean, that bass drum is really gated. You think it just doesn't have a double bass drum pedal? No, you could do that with one foot for sure. It's impressive, though. Yeah. A little bit of quick foot, or I don't know if he's a heels on the floor player or if he's a ball on the foot player. 
the heel toe routine to get that done. Yeah, it's the quick foot. The heel toe is the is the quick foot, and you can roll that just like you can roll a single. Some people can roll a fucking single stroke snare uh, roll or uh, mm. fucking single arm roll with the bounce. It's, it's, it's drum terms. So single arm, single arm <laughs> snare roll, and a, and a quick foot double bounce. It's like math. What's happening to that snare drum? It's choked. I think they strung snares on a tire. <laughs> I like that kick sound, though. It's a, it's a tractor to me. I hope it's live because it's a cool production move to take it and try to make it sound like an electronic beat. You know, like really, really cut the body yeah, out get of that the snare. Just attack the attack. They don't seem like the type, at least not at this point in their career, to be fucking around with that like triggers and shit. The triggers are popular at this point. This is 2003. Yeah. We used triggers when I was in college in like 93 for my snare drum. It was it was, it was tuned so low. That it sounded like fucking garbage. <laughs> and so we triggered, because I played a lot of toms, mm-hmm. it would rattle the snares. And so we triggered, as I always had it tuned it down low, and uh, we threw a trigger on there. So every time I hit the snare, it, a little bit better snare sound would be mixed in with it. I see. So, it, I mean, it's there. It's a possibility. Yeah, it's totally possible. 2003 is basically, we already had Pro Tools. I had Pro Tools yeah. in 2003. We had Pro Tools. We were using Pro Tools in 2003. I guess that's why it feels so recent, though, so long ago. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting a lot more bummed out by this episode than I thought I would. <laughs> you know what we have, Jared? Huh? We have decanters. We got the, We got new mic stands. What? Fuck. It's just flossing left and right. Matching ashtrays. This, what? Yeah. Yeah. You smoked a pipe during this episode. <laughs> so we're going to be all right. Felt good. Yeah, we're going to be all right. We'll be fine. We're going to keep it going. The end has no end. Not Apparently so. <laughs> and they're fools for not making that the final song on the album. Oh. Okay, sick much? I mean, this is... <laughs> That's so cars, it's it's nuts. Dear, 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 dear. She got the night, night, baby. <laughs> yes. Just, I wonder if they ever worked with him. It seemed like he would have fun producing them. That may, it seems like that, that would may, be fun to listen to. Yeah, that may be a fucking missed opportunity right there. Or is there. that too much, too much? Nah. Oh, dude, this is just like a straight cars tune. Yeah. Dude. That keyboard guitar again. <laughs> Which, when you realize it's a guitar, that's kind of a funky little guitar line to play. That's a little sweet child of mine ish. <laughs> totally sweet child of mine ish. It, it is so much sweet child of mine.
I don't know if the kids are listening to the Strokes like it's the oldies now. Like we used to listen to Zeppelin. You think they got it? No, I don't think they had enough gravity. But I don't know. I don't know what the kids are doing nowadays. I don't know where kids start. I don't know. When when, when is it? When are you you a kid? When a man loves a woman very much, Chris, they will. uh, I can't believe you haven't had this talk already. Okay, go on. Come on, that's crazy right there. Where they're going. It's a Paul Abdul Abdul lyric he just took. I just like it when they let rip. You know what? That does. There's his uh, Pearl Jam influence. He lets it rip the way Vetter would let it rip. Not in the way people rip off Vetter with the. He's got another side that is not as oft ripped off, but it's like like spin the black circle or uh, blood. Yeah. When he just lets it rip. I think Julian's got a fair amount of, of that. Yeah, I think he. I don't think he's doing it too much on here that isn't affected. And I, I do appreciate that aspect of his voice because this kind of the monotone and lackadaisical approach. That's just Ooh, when it fills. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> just what I'm hearing, not necessarily that was his approach to mm-hmm. it. This gets, I get tired of it. I like when he's starting to stretch a little bit more. I want to, I want to hear more of him stretching. And maybe he does it on the future albums. I'm not sure. So cars are there. I love it. They do. They just love stopping a song. We've almost done it, Chris. we got one more song. Really? We're getting close. Short album. Short album. 10, 11 tracks. Perfect. Young men in their prime. I mean, I wish I had more to say it. about these guys. They, you know, it was a time. Did I bring up 2003? The they, they, they had mixtapes. 2003. I mean, it was just a good time to be in your 20s. Yeah. Play rock and roll and do drugs. Were they doing well? One, you said heroin for one. Yeah. A couple every, of them. Is that everybody? There's some I think, I think some blow, some alcohol. It's you're you're running the mill stuff. Nothing you, special. New York scene, would you glamorous New York scene? What you'd think? Like every now and then, you're paying eighty bucks for a fucking gin and tonic, and then you go <laughs> take a toot in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, do a little on your way out. <laughs> you know, a little grab. It's a, it's like a like a men's room, ladies' room, but nobody cares. Yeah. I want to go in one of those places. Well, I've never been into a fucking club that where nobody just cared what bathroom you were in. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a seventies thing or whatever. But if, if we time travel, if we ever get this time travel fucking the, plane going, the frozen yogurt place in in Burien, they, they got like they, they got a care? bathroom that they don't they don't care. That's where I want to party. <laughs> that's that's the kind of bathroom I want to be. You know, and Froyo too. Come on, what's not to love? I would love a little frozen yogurt right now. Right now, in this sweltering I would hot box, if, if if I'm not saying obviously we're gonna, it would get just a be regular yogurt, yogurt in here because it would unfreeze real. It quick. would be regular yogurt, but I would soak my feet in it. Oh my god, if I could, I've been soaking my feet a bunch. Yeah, I should do that. Like, do you put anything in it? Just a river water. River water. Yeah. I, I got this weird cough too. By the way, <laughs> right around the same time, I got a real similar thing where I just. I let my dog get a little bit high, and then he just trips out and licks my feet for 20 minutes. Gets in between God my toes. God bless dogs, right? Just goes for it. 
It's like those little fishes that just nibble on your. Oh, I did that in fucking Shanghai. <laughs> it was awesome. They they served beer and well, you could order beer mm-hmm. and then uh, and then they would give it to you. So I guess that's serving beer. <laughs> and then uh, you put your feet in the fucking and tub. The little fishes come up and the little fishes come around. And there's three of us sitting in a line. Four of us for a while. We didn't know the fourth guy. Fourth guy started getting a little bit weird, saying some weird shit to to our buddy Jordan. Um, but eventually he left. And uh, we were just soaking, drinking a couple beers. You know what they don't let you do? <clears throat> Pee in the fish pool. <laughs> they don't, well, ob- yes, absolutely not. Um, put your hands in it. Really? And I put my hands in and immediately got Busted. scalded. And they said bacteria and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Kind of what I thought, but you don't, in in Shanghai, you're not grabbing banisters with your feet. Fair enough. That's what I felt. I was like, yeah, I see where you're going. Like, no matter how weird or dirty or what alleyways you're walking through or whatever you're touching or drinking or eating... When I saw those little, with your feet. when I saw those little fish at SeaWorld, that's all we were sticking in there was our hands. Yeah, and other things. Dude, they don't give a fuck. They just those so many of those fish die, and then they put them into <laughs> like fucking new French fries and shit. They had a fucking holiday with the calluses on my hands. Like my kids started yelling at me because all the fish like left that end of the pool and were just like I had fish gloves on. It was amazing. <laughs> fish gloves. That's my third album. That is a good album. Fish gloves. Dude, let me produce that. You got let it. Let me produce fish gloves. You got it. That's slated for a twenty twenty eight release at this point. Okay. That's about the time frame I could work in. I need a time to yeah, yeah. that out. Yeah, for, oh, for sure. It's going to be a real Captain Beefheart kind of situation. Absolutely. We're going to record it twice mm-hmm. without even intending to release it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, we're going to method We're gonna method record this fucking album. Fish like Glove. It. Yeah. Is it plural? Fish Gloves? Hmm. Fish Glove? You know what? Let's circle back on that. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a separate conversation. <laughs> Pluralization. That's why I like working with Jared. That's right. Smooth as hell to work with. The finest, finest, the final song, not the finest. I mean, it's fine, but not the finest. Yeah. The final song, I Can't Win, says the kid that went to Swiss boarding school. It's rough. Charlie Brown. (laughs) All these songs have serious lead-in. That's eight seconds into the track. I don't know what they're doing with that. It's throwing our timing off. It is. When I announce a song, I expect you to fucking play. Play it. Yeah. A little last night of year two. Every single one of their songs, you expect them to go into the chorus of last night. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, uh, it's kind of a fuck up not to end on the end is no end. Or there is there the end is no the end is. The end is near. Yeah. <laughs> the end is not the, and, the, end, is not the had, end of the album. Ha- I absolutely had that discussion and decided to not do it, which makes nah. you think, like, well, you should have just fucking done it. Throw this kind of nothing at the end. Like, The End Is No End is, is a better song than this. Let me just resequence this album for you. <laughs> yeah. That's what, um, you know, and I'll say maybe that's why the third album was a little more. They did eventually break this mold uh, to an extent. There's, you still know it's the strokes and they got their strokeisms and the. But they would stretch out a bit more. Yeah. 
what? If you could have caught one of those like early shows, it had to be a blast. I Sweaty, think so. hot affairs. Yeah, man. 2001. So their first album comes out like right around 9-11. Yeah, they actually had to, I don't know if they had to, but they did remove my favorite song on that album. Yeah. New York City Cops is such a fucking like Stooges uh, garage rock anthem. It's great. But the chorus at the time, late 2001, New York City Cops, New York City Cops. Yeah. They ain't too smart. Which, you know, can't be sending fair that enough. out there. Bad it, timing. You know what? The Spider Man movie took the Twin Towers out because yeah. of the same fucking thing. It was going around. It was going around. But now it's a cult favorite. They play it live all the time, I think. And it's just a fucking. Yeah. Well, I love that song. Yeah. I can't remember. Their, well, they replaced the album cover, too, for the first in America because we're so. Yeah. Good really? edits. But America, because we're so puritanical and, and fucking backwards, they made him change the album cover. I think you might have seen the original where it's like a, a woman's hips from the side view and you see like this black PVC glove like kind of on her ass. You don't know if it's her hand, smell someone else. It's a little smell, It's but the glove is smelling her. Yeah, see? That's how they get it. In America, glove smell you. It's a little bit smell the glove, though. But then... In America, and then when they release it, it's like a it's like a zoom in on a particle explosion. It's pretty cool looking too. Yeah, but, but it, they went the science side. Yeah, sex science. or science. And yeah, yeah. Can't we have both? Well, it's like it was like the Black Crows. Their their America album, Amorica. Amorica. Yeah, you know, pubes. There's a little, there's a little there's some pubes <laughs> sticking out of the side of the. Depending if you suit. bought it at Walmart or not, they, they edited the pubes out. I get why, because because <laughs> that it's different. <laughs> bathing suit with pubes showing or without pubes showing. There's a difference there. There's a difference there. I suppose there's levels to this. There's levels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Speaking of levels, should have been <laughs> should have been Julian Casablanca's pubes on uh, on the front of the album. Right? As a gotcha? Yeah. You know? Like, Haha. It's like, ah, you, you're aroused by pubes, but the dude pubes. So... Dude pubes, by the way. <laughs> this is going to be my second album. <laughs> and I'm working on the cover art right now. I bet you are. I think it's going to be good. Dude pubes. Do you want to hear about it on this episode? Please just maybe tell me about it next episode. Uh, tell you about me and Eric. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hey. Smoke weed every day.